And hello and welcome to another edition of Cyclones Fevercast. Hope everybody had a good week out there. A better week than the Cyclones have had. They're really struggling, folks. Uh, off to a terrible start. They're 2-5 and five on this, this young season. Four games out of first place. Tied with Aberdeen, who's awful, uh, also off to a very tough start in his very young season in the New York Penn League. Um, more reinforcements are coming. Hopefully, we'll see if they can make a difference. Quinn Brody, the third-round pick, has been signed and has been uh, was at the with the club last not last evening, I believe, as well as fifth-round pick Mac Winnaker. Uh, we'll see both outfielders. We'll see who else they sign and assign to the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones. But it has been a very very tough start for the Cyclones. They have not won a game at home. New manager uh, Edgardo Alfonso is uh, struggling so far with this team. And um, what's been the problem? Who knows? I mean, uh, uh, if you watched the game on SNY last night, it was a question of no, not enough timely hitting. They had the bases loaded and couldn't get a run in. Very reminiscent of the Mets, by the way. And uh, the pitching was pretty decent until they got to the eighth inning, and then it all seemed to fall apart. He even resorted to putting in a, a second baseman to pitch, uh, a move that I don't quite understand, being that they had somebody warming up in the bullpen, and um, they have an off day today. So couldn't understand that move why you would put in a second baseman to pitch and he got lit up a little bit and uh, they lost the game to Hudson Valley who looks like a very good team a couple of good teams in this league right now Hudson Valley and uh, I hate to say it but the Staten Island Yankees off to a quick six and one start and let's not forget that they were in the playoffs the last couple of years. They got to the finals, and uh, they just seem to have a good uh, scouting staff now and uh, a good minor league system, and they're pumping out good players, and they look like a good team and a team to beat in this division. So keep your eyes on the Staten Island Yankees, as painful as that is to say. You know, you got to give them credit where credit's due. They're, they're doing the work. And um, they're playing hard, and they're a really good team, as is uh, Hudson Valley. I like what they got, and uh, they don't even have their number one draft pick yet. If they bring him up, he's going to be an interesting character to watch. Brendan McKay with Hudson Valley, uh, first baseman and a pitcher, and it'll be interesting to see where they decide to play him. And um, he'll be worth traveling upstate to go see him play. Uh, But... The Cyclones are going to play three now with uh, Aberdeen as they travel down to uh, Maryland. And then they're going to come home next week to play the Connecticut uh, this weekend, Saturday, July 1st, to play the Connecticut Tigers. And we're going to talk more about the Connecticut Tigers with my guest, and he'll be on uh, in just a moment. Um, But uh, this may be a good time now to take a break and – Be back right after these massages, as they say. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, 
inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. The Phillies and Mets rivalry has never been better. Hi, my name is Rich Baxter, and I host Phillies Talk Podcast. I hope you'll join me as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at FightinPhillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack. 516-362-0443. That is the FeverCast hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and leave us a question, a comment, anything at all, that's the number to call, 516-362-0443. Or if you prefer, go to your computer at cyclonesfevercast.com. Click on the widget in the right-hand side of the screen. And if you have a laptop, you can leave a message right through your computer. Or if you prefer, send us an email, cyclonesfevercast at gmail.com. And uh, I'm back, and I'm thrilled with my guest tonight. He is the brand-new voice of the Connecticut Tigers, and his name is Rich Haskell. Rich, welcome to the FeverCast. Hey, Gary. How are you? I'm I'm fine, and I want to thank you for, for taking your time. It's a day off, your first day off, <laughs> and I'm so glad that you decided to spend it with me a little bit of your time. Well, I'm doing what I do every night and will continue to do past Labor Day, and it's sitting in a hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to keep those vocal cords uh, conditioned, and even though you've been doing this a number of years, so uh, I'm sure you're well conditioned to uh, keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm conditioned to talk, but not the hotel room part, because, well, I've been around the New York Penn League for, this will be 24 years. This is actually my first gig as far as play-by-play, and certainly my first gig in Connecticut, and certainly my first gig doing all the games, home and away. So it's a little bit shocking for this old guy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you're just a youngster. So, uh, Rich, you're you're a radio veteran. You've worked in sports for a number of years in Vermont, and... uh, So you got this job here. How, how did this come about? And uh, uh, I, in, in uh, researching, I saw that uh, this has been like a lifelong dream for you to do this. Yeah, it's really kind of cool at, at 56 years old to finally get that thing that started kicking in around five or six years old when you're <laughs> a little boy. And in my case, I guess you were Shea Stadium. In my case, it was Fenway. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it was just, uh, I always knew, and, and I don't know how many people are lucky enough to have this happen to them, but I absolutely always knew what I wanted to do in my life. 
um, professionally from the time I was probably five or six years old. I, I used to interview my parents on road trips and I'd stick cassette <laughs> player microphones into the face of toll booth operators on road trips, and all these ridiculous things. And I just started interviewing people and started sort of practicing radio when I was like five and six years old. And, and it was weird. And I, I, I just never, you know, usually when kids have their little boyhood dreams, girlhood dreams and stuff, they, they sort of fade away by the time they get a little bit older, maybe into their teens even, but the passion for radio never went away. And now at 56, I'm loving it more than ever because I've kind of taken a, uh, a right turn in the specifics of my radio career. I, I was, I, I was a rock and roll DJ up in Burlington, Vermont for probably 20 years, started in 1979. Um, and then, you know, and that's, that continued for years and years. And I've been a news director. I've been in most for the last 10 years, I've been a talk show host on the ESPN affiliate up in Burlington, Vermont. And, um, I got, and I, the whole, the whole time for the last 23 years, the entire time that the Vermont Expos and Lake Monsters have existed, I was their public address announcer at that old ballpark up in Burlington. And, um, the general manager for a time there was CJ Knudsen, who is now the boss with the Connecticut Tigers has been for five or six years. And he called me about three months ago and said, what do you think, buddy? He used to always say the only thing that would ever make you leave Burlington and would ever make you leave your radio job up there would be a play by play baseball gig. And about five seconds later, I said, yes. <laughs> so here I am in a motel in, in Norwich, Connecticut, a place I'd never set foot of or even heard of until about three months ago. And and living the dream, and uh, we talked beforehand, and you said uh, uh, you you mentioned that you're 56, and uh, yeah, it in doing this uh, hobby actually, because I'm not making any money off of this, <laughs> but I just love me neither am I. Yeah, <laughs> but I love talking uh, baseball, so uh, it, it's fun for yeah. me. Uh, but. Um, you, you you said that it is a job. Uh, it, it's a very tough job, and uh, there are a lot of kids around the league doing this. Yeah, it's like the Syracuse pipeline, as I've, I've learned, <laughs> not just in baseball, but in, in basketball and really everything. And, and that, um, and I, the more I started it 30 years ago, but you know what? You can't regret things like that. I'm lucky enough to get the opportunity. Now, will this be a, a one-year thing, or hopefully, or will you uh, continue on, or uh, what do you think? Gary, I have absolutely no idea. Why don't you ask me that after about 74 days in a row of doing games? <laughs> no, I really, I have no idea. All I know is I'm completely in love with it right now, but we've only been going for a week. The only trip I had was Lowell. Um <laughs> So I really have no idea. The, the cool thing is my boss at the radio station up in Burlington, when I told him after 30 years of working with him that I was quitting, you know, and once he got his jaw off the floor, <laughs> like, you can't quit. You've been with me forever. Um, and once he, he actually knew that I meant it, um, he pulled me in at, later on in the afternoon. And he says, all right, here's the deal. We're going to continue to, sh to call the show um, The Huddle with Richard Arney, Arney my partner, Arnie, Arnie Spanier, another good New York City boy. You may remember his name. He's, he does national work with Fox Radio and everything, too. And a big Mets um, fan, I understand. 
Oh, goodness. Tell me about it. That's all I ever hear about. But he lives in Burlington, and he's been my host for quite some time now. They call it the Hubble with Rich and Ernie. He says, look, here's the deal. As soon as the season ends, you come back. Your job will be waiting for you. Arnie will be waiting for you. And we'll just call the show the Hubble with Rich and Arnie all summer without Rich. Uh-huh. And, I mean, talk about a cool boss. That's very that's very neat because you know I know a lot of these guys are are doing hockey and basketball on the side you know in the winter so you've got your regular job to go back to. Yeah, well, the thing is, Gary, is I I, I just don't know, and, and my partner's been constantly you know he's he's just, Arnie he's just like so what's the deal? Do you like it? Do you hate it? What do you think <laughs> coming back? And the answer is the only answer I can give him is that yes, I am coming back. I'm coming back at the end of the season. But I, I I have to deal with, you know, whatever it is, 76 games in 80 days. I right. need to find out if a grind is something I enjoy. Right. I need to find out if living in a motel for four months is okay. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling I'm going to fall completely head over heels in love with the business and want to do a full season somewhere <laughs> next year. That wouldn't surprise me. Well, uh, you know, you'll see at the end of the year how that all pans out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us, um, what is a day like? What, what has, how, what, ha- let me get my thoughts together here. <laughs> what, 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 what is a day like for you? I mean, uh, how, when do you get to the ballpark? Uh, give us an idea of preparation uh, and that sort of thing. And and what has been the most surprising thing that you've learned so far? Well, my day is I'm, the big thing about this job and the real time consumer right from the start has been that I'm also the media, media relations director. Mm-hmm. Now, my experience as media relations director of anything is zero. <laughs> so, And I, I had never done baseball play-by-play either. So CJ hired me with absolutely no idea if I could do it. He knew I loved baseball, and he knew I'd been on the radio for 30-whatever years. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, So here we go. You know? So I came in as media relations director, and I'll tell you, that is, that's the time consumer. I get in about 9 mm-hmm. o'clock when the team's at home. I get in about 9 in the morning, and it's just go, go, go with interview requests. We have this kid, Matt Manning, who I think – you're probably going to get to see in Brooklyn on Saturday unless they move him up in the rotation. And he was Detroit's number one pick last year, and he has just been lights out his first two starts. And I learned very quickly that a lot of people want to talk to Mr. Manning in the, in the media. <laughs> and so that has been unbelievable. I mean, I literally go to his locker every day with a long list of people, phone numbers, who they're affiliated with. So this was kind of a trial by fire. So I'm doing that most of the day. Then I get the media packages together, which is pretty time consuming because it's just an insane amount of stats for the media, for the press box. Um, And that takes a couple of hours every day. And then I I usually sit down, you know, and I also in charge of just, you know, getting the starting lineups and just a lot of little things like that that take up time. I get, I get in front of the microphone um, probably five 30, for a seven o'clock broadcast. And at that point, once I get the starting lineups down, it's just all about finding out about their past. What's interesting about the third baseman for the other team? What, what little story? And of course, in this day and age where everything's online and nothing's a secret, you can find out all kinds of stuff just yeah. with, like Googling the guy's name. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It is amazing. Now, uh, years ago, you'd probably have to have newspapers and all kinds of yeah. uh, uh, team media guides and everything, and now it's all just right there on online for you. Yeah, and the other big thing here, it's been really crazy the last couple of days. We went to Lowell, and and um, the first day they had six players come in and three leave. The next day it was five players come in and four leave. Um, and yes, at two, it was yesterday morning, they had like four new players come in and four leave. So what they're doing, and this is very prevalent around the European League, is, you know, the teams are drafting the guys. They're signing. They already drafted them, right. but they're signing them, and they're assigning them to these teams. So all of a sudden, you know, and I'm in charge of all that. I have to send all that info out to all the media outlets, all the, the radio and TV, so, you know, everything, and to the league. So <laughs> that's pretty intense right now because you don't want to get one of those wrong and, you know, announce that yeah. some kid's in, supposed to be in Florida when he's in Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> and how do you keep up on stuff like that? I'm sorry, what was that? How, how do you keep up with that, that particular oh, aspect? Well, it's, it's so pretty much. informal. I walk into the locker room and I ask who's new <laughs> and you know, and you know who the guy is that I've found out is the source of it is the trainer of all things. I mean, everybody yeah. at this level of baseball, that's the charm of it to me so much more than major league is that everybody wears about 12 hats, you know, that's right. You know, in the last month in Norwich, I've been a scoreboard operator at the ballpark. I've done PA and I, I mean, you're just doing so yeah. many different things. But now I know who the go-to guy is, the trainer. He's the one because he's in charge um, on the road. He's also the clubhouse manager. So he is in charge of getting all the uniforms for the new players. And he goes, Rich, I've got nine new guys. Uh, number, uh, this guy, uh, Max Green, uh, he's number nine. Uh, this guy, Joe Smith, he's number 14. And so you have to... You know, go to your computer and just completely redo the roster, send it out to all the teams. <laughs> and it just gets crazy. People think you just show up a half hour before the game and right. start talking on the radio. And there's so much more to it than that. <laughs> well, I know. I, uh, last year I spoke to your predecessor uh, there, and uh, he said, too, the hardest yeah. part was not only was he keeping score, but he had to keep a running account, like game notes. So he had press releases for right after the game. And, uh, uh, you know, it was just, it's just a, a very busy thing to do. Yeah, it is. And, and I learned very quickly on that first road trip. And again, I'm as green as a human can be at this thing. I've never done this in my life. So um, I learned very quickly that you have lots of free time on the road. Uh, especially on getaway day, because you have to check out of your hotel at you know nine or ten in the morning. Oh yeah. Then you hop on the bus over to the ballpark. You get there at noon for a seven o'clock game. Oh, so now God. what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> you sit there. That's what you do. <laughs> so it's um, it, but I'll learn and I'll learn how to streamline everything. And once I figure out about all this stuff like Snapchat and. Instagram and all these things oh, that are geez. way over my head. I'll yeah. be better for it, I'm sure. <laughs> and there's so many uh, outlets, as you say, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, it, it's just incredible nowadays. Yeah, I, I've, I've been sending some pictures from, I don't even know what it is. I'm so confused by all the different outlets. of. But I sent a picture through, I think it was Instagram yesterday. My friends back in Vermont could not believe that I was able to pull that off. 
because I, I used to make fun of things like Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And and I tweeted I tweeted out a live video, and I know the people down in New York are going to laugh at this because the, obviously that's the media capital of the world, you know. But little little Vermont guy here tweeted out a video at at the ballpark at Lowell yesterday and put it online and sent it back, and people actually got it, and you would not believe the response. <laughs> All my old friends saying, I cannot believe you actually figured out how to do that and pushed all the right buttons to make it happen. Because <laughs> this, is, this is just all stuff that's all brand new to me. And that was the whole reason why I just dropped my entire 30-year life up in Vermont. Because I wanted to dive in at middle age before it's too late into something that I find really hard. And that's all this, all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's all new to me. And I love that about it because... There's nothing worse than just letting your life get stale. And it it certainly sounds like you're having a ball doing all of this so far. Yeah, and a day off, only one week after the season starts. That's kind of rare. It's funny because everybody back in the office on Friday was like, you know, they're all the all the kids are back there. Oh, I'm so exhausted. We haven't had a day off in ages. It'll be so nice to have a weekend off. And I'm looking at them like Congratulations. I'm glad you have a weekend <laughs> off because I sure don't. There, there's, really no, there's no let up at all in this life. Um, I mean, obviously there will be, but I'm mm-hmm. just absolutely loving it. But you can't blink or you'll miss something when you're doing a yeah. job like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're you're coming into Brooklyn for the first time uh, this weekend ah, coming yeah. up July the 1st. And uh, uh, you'll get to see the uh, famous Coney Island and the amusement park and uh, the ocean from your uh, vantage point and up in the press box. There's two parks left in the place I, in the league I haven't seen Brooklyn and I haven't seen West Virginia because they just joined the league. Ah, okay. Um, but I have never, I've been to Staten Island once and it was, of course, it was magnificent. I yeah. just couldn't believe it. Yeah. In fact, the only time I've ever seen the New York Mets, I jumped on the ferry and got on the subway and headed over to City Field as it was, you know, it, it was just a couple of years ago. Mm hmm. And then get back just in time to watch the uh, Staten Island Vermont game. And okay. that, you're right; that's the magnificent yeah, part. Yeah, that's. A but great... I'll tell you, Gary, I I cannot tell you how excited I am to see the Brooklyn ballpark. I've never been to it. I've never set foot in Brooklyn, New York, in my life. <laughs> so this is going to be great. Yeah, it, it, it's it's different with the uh, rides going uh, the, during the game too. You're going to enjoy that. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I hear that I broadcast outdoors, which yes. sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, how do you like uh, – uh, well, this is really, as you said, you've only been to Lowell so far this season, so yeah. uh, <laughs> you haven't been on the road too much. I haven't. It's weird because, like I said, I've been to all the ballparks, but mm-hmm. we haven't been anywhere. We've had basically two series. Played Aberdeen and, and then uh, play with I went to Lowell. And now we're going to have Tri-City for two tomorrow, a four and all, and then on the road again to Brooklyn. Yeah. I'll tell you what's going to be the weirdest trip, and I think you already know the answer, is Vermont. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's going to be very, very strange going back into that old rickety press box at Centennial Field after 23 years in uh, a seat. I always said my dream in life was three seats to my right, 23 years up there. And, and now you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, too, with George Como, I don't know if you know him. He's just the most wonderful. He's about a lady at Lowell, obviously. Mm-hmm. Great guy. George Como is another legend in this business. Right. You know, Vermont. And I always said, you know, damn, you know, you're always in the way. Where I'm play by play and still live in Berlin. 
still up there after a couple years in the games. Um, but it'll be great to go back and see everybody. But that's not till August, so I've got some time to sort of settle into this craziness. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least your your the Tigers are off to a good start. They're five and two, first in the Stedler Division in the New York Penn League, yeah. and uh, Vermont's right behind them in a game and a half. But uh, the Tigers look very good. And you mentioned Matt Manning, who's off to a very uh, good start. And you also have a number of uh, the draft picks. From this year's team have uh, from this year's draft, I should say, have already signed and, and they've been assigned to uh, Connecticut. What can you tell us about some of the guys that uh, you've seen so far, and and uh, who should we look for here in Brooklyn? The uh, guys to watch, who's hot, who's not, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's so hard to tell who's hot and who's not. But I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, the pitching is hot right now. Just about the entire staff still has an ERA of zero. They've been very good. They gave up. Six runs yesterday, but they it was nine nothing after the second inning at Lowell, yeah. and they just kind of coasted. And um, but they've led the league or been second in the league in team ERA right from the get go. So yeah, they've sent a bunch of uh, high draft picks. Of course, Manning, the number one pick last year. And I, like I said, I think you'll get to see him in Brooklyn on Saturday. Believe me, you want to go see this kid pitch. He's he's uh, something else. That being said, he'll now probably go and give up seven runs. <laughs> um, <laughs> But some of the other guys, um, this year's uh, 2017 Detroit Tigers second-round pick, a kid named Ronaldo Rivera out of Puerto Rico, he came out of uh, Chipola College in Florida. He had 76 runs batted in this past year, and he signed the second he got drafted. He signed the dotted line. He said, where do I sign? <laughs> and he got in his car and drove all the way up 95 by himself from wow. Florida right to Norwich, Connecticut, and he was in uniform the next day. Wow. How, how great is that? I mean, don't you wish everybody <laughs> in baseball could do that? <laughs> so he hasn't really gotten going, but he's broken out a little bit. I think he's like four for 18 right now, but he's a second rounder from this year, so look for him. And he's a big uh, kid, too. Right? higher picks that they've got. They just brought in over the weekend for Lowell, from Lowell. So I, it was very hard for me to really get a beat on any yeah. of them. They've either played one or two games. Um, a third-round pick, a kid named Joey Morgan, who's a catcher out of the University of Washington. A lot of people had him pegged as the number one catcher in the draft, and I'm sure you'll see him in Brooklyn. He signed over the weekend and immediately um, ended up, I think he was two for four in the one game he played over the weekend. Um I'm trying to think some of the higher picks. Uh, they have a ninth-round kid who leads off named Luke Birch from Kent State. Um, they have a couple of pitchers that have just signed a seventh-rounder who you won't see, Brad Bass. We haven't seen him at all, but he's signed over the weekend, and he's going to pitch um, Thursday in Norwich. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Besides me, a sixth-rounder, um, Dane Myers out of Katy, Texas, who went to Rice. It's my imagination, or are there like a hundred pitchers from Katy, Texas? <laughs> they, they must have the best high school team on the planet well, every year. You know, that's like uh, all the shortstops that used to come out of the Dominican. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they still do. Yeah, they still do. <laughs> but it's amazing how many, and they're all like 6'5", 240, these Texas kids. Don't they, they, they grow them? It's like a 5'11", 160-pound <laughs> Texan. They say everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, I guess it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. We have we have three or four kids on the, on the team from Texas. A kid named John Hayes. He's six six two twenty five. Carson 
Lance, another pitcher. He's one of the kids from Katy. Is six five two forty. Uh, Manning, the first round pick, is six six. I mean, it's like you walk into the locker room, and it's like you think you're walking into a basketball locker room. It's, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. The other kid that it would might be of interest to you folks over the weekend, and I'm sure you'll see him because he's been in the lineups ever since he got drafted and signed, is Colby Bortles. And if that name sounds familiar, yes, yes indeed, he is Blake Bortles' younger brother. Oh, yes. um, and he looks just like him. He's 6'5", 230, just like most of the team. <laughs> And uh, they signed him as a 22nd round pick. He's a third baseman out of the University of Mississippi. So you'll get a chance to see Blake Bortles' little um, brother. And uh, just kind of a mix and match of draft picks. And it, it's so interesting this time of year, Gary, because it, it, it's, it's so funny because on opening day, I would say three-quarters of the team is from Latin America. Right. And by the end of the first road trip, two-thirds of the team – is not from Latin America. They've been either sent up or they've been sent down. But it's fascinating. And I, I was talking about this in the game yesterday. But the Latin American influence in baseball is just wonderful. It's, it's so cool to walk into that locker room and hear the Spanish music just blasting out yeah. of the speakers in the locker room. And everybody is speaking Spanish. And I just thought... How cool is this? You know. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's funny to you said that uh, about the, uh, the the different uh, fractions of the team because uh, I remember last year I went to opening day and went about oh I don't know a week or two later to a game and it was like a completely different roster. It, it's like everything guys yeah. were sent up, down, all over the place, and and I know the former manager uh, Tom Gamboa what he he used to do is uh, when they went on the road he would always put a Latin player with an American player if he could and he wanted wow. them each to get eat they wanted he wanted to to have them both uh, absorb each other's culture and he felt that was a very important thing to do and I don't know what they're doing this year but uh, that was yeah. his idea and uh, I, I think it worked because he always had a good rapport but um, speaking of managers now you have a, a first year manager as well uh, with the Connecticut Tigers Gerald Laird the former uh, uh, major league uh, catcher uh, how's he how was How's he doing so far? I know it's so early, but um, give yeah. us a little insight on on him and his coaching staff. Well, I, I'd say more than any other person involved in this team, I've talked to him. He's uh, he's been great. You, you have to. That's another thing about media relations. I'm learning. You have to be very close with the manager because yeah. you're constantly <laughs> texting and calling him at all hours of the day and night. Right. Gerald's been absolutely as gracious as you could possibly be. You know, I kind of wondered, oh, you know, World Series ring and a, and a catcher, and and you know, he's he's a former ball player and made tons of money in his career. And I just was kind of like, oh boy, I hope he's <laughs> I hope he's all right. And he could not have been a nicer guy. Couldn't be a nicer guy. He's just great, Gary. I um, and, and the players like him too. And I don't think they're just blowing smoke. I mm -hmm. think they really do like him. Um, I think they were they felt the same way I did. I think they were a little nervous about in, in their case playing for a former major league catcher. I know the catchers were nervous about it. <laughs> I mean, you talk about scrutinizing, yeah, yeah. you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he has been completely nice, and I, I have nothing bad to say about him right now. He, of course, I wouldn't anyway. No, <laughs> I wouldn't want I mean you to either. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he's no, he's he's very nice. And as you said, he's as green. If and I told him this opening day, I said, you know what? You're as new at what you're doing right now as I am at what I'm doing. Exactly. You know, this was opening day was a first for both of us. Yeah. And his first comment was to me was there are so many players. I don't know who to start. <laughs> he had no idea other than Matt Manning, who of course is being. You know, they're they're calling up from Detroit and saying, I want do not let him throw more than 55 pitches tonight right. or whatever. You know, they, right. they kind of control his workload and pitch count. But everybody else, he's just guessing in the beginning of the year. <laughs> he really is. And um, so far, so good. I mean, they've won five games and none of them have even been close. Yeah, they they've certainly gotten off to a very good start, and uh, as you know, and and as we've said, it is a grind. It's a long season, and and uh, they may come back to earth, uh, you know. But you know, keep your fingers crossed. They're playing well now, and they should keep it up. You know, hopefully they'll they'll stumble this upcoming weekend when they come to Brooklyn, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, what's going on with the Cyclones? Do I see four losses in a row? That's uh, different. That's yeah, they've yet to good. they've yet to win at home. As a matter of fact, and wow. that's not a good thing. <laughs> um, but they are stumbling a little bit, and uh, they they're having trouble throwing the ball. They they can ca- seem to catch it, but uh, throwing it's another issue. But look, that happens at this level a lot, and. You're going to see some newer guys coming in as well that we haven't seen. I think the third round and the fourth round pick is, have been signed, and they will be here uh, with with Brooklyn. And uh, but it's just a, it's a slog right now, and you know, first year manager and everything. So we'll see what happens with them. But uh, yeah, you know. Well, I'll tell you. I- years as you probably know they have been the doormat of the league record-wise for mm-hmm. probably 20 of those years mm-hmm. um we never wanted anything to do with brooklyn because the one thing the cyclones have always had and you certainly could back this up is pitching yes clearly the mets are interested in drafting pitching and keeping them close to city field mm-hmm. as they start their career and i i just remember over the years it seemed like every time we played brooklyn whether it was uh, in brooklyn or up in burlington every game was two to one or one to nothing just a real grinding out kind of pitcher's duel and nine times out of ten we ended up on the wrong end of the stick <laughs> yeah they, they certainly have had a history of pitching and uh you know they drafted some this year uh last year number one pick was a pitcher so you missed him but <laughs> Good. <laughs> he he he's moved on to bigger and better things. He's moved on to uh, yeah. I think he's at at uh, St. Lucie now, but uh, it should be a good well, series. Well, well, that, I was going to say that's why I mentioned Matt Manning as the number one pick because he's going to move on too. This, if you I, and I can't promise he's going to pitch Saturday. He mm-hmm. might pitch Friday, but right. if you find out he's pitching Saturday, folks, you should get out to the ballpark because. Uh, He's something else, and I guarantee you he won't be with the team by the end of the year. He probably won't even be there by the All-Star break. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens in this league, right, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those guys move up. We just stay where we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rich, I really want to thank you again for coming on. This has been a, a, a real blast. I really enjoyed it, and uh uh, I urge everybody, as you say, get out to the ballpark anyway. It doesn't matter what the team is. Go see these kids because, you know, some of these kids are going to be in the big leagues in a couple of years and, and see them when they're young and developing. It's it's just a great time. 
there's nothing better, and it's just so much easier. Everything, the, the whole process of going to a minor league game is just so much easier, and that's something that makes me want to go to minor league games over major league games, and not to mention the price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so simple. So, so yeah. I assume I'll see you out there, being uh, a big fan you are. I I am going to try. I don't know if I'll make it this time this weekend, but I'm going to try. And uh, uh, if not, I hope to run into you sometime in the future. I hope to get to Connecticut one of these days too. I keep trying. <laughs> I'm I'm still working at a full time job, so uh, that kind of stops me <laughs> sometimes. But oh, uh, that that darn thing called making a living. I <laughs> know it's a pain. Next year's going to be better. Well, luckily, for me. I don't have a job. I have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> hey Gary, thanks so much, and uh, I hope to see you soon, and we'll definitely see everybody this weekend at the Yes, sir, and uh, we'll I'll keep in touch on uh, Facebook and whatever, <laughs> and Instagram, and, and, and Insta chat. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. <laughs> thanks again, Take Rich. Care, Gary. <laughs> All right, and we'll Bye-bye. be back right after this. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. And I'm back. And some news from the Mets organization. Former Cyclones Jordan Humphreys and Michael Paez were promoted from the Columbia Fireflies to St. Lucie last week. So congratulations on those two gentlemen as they make their way up the ladder, hopefully heading to the big leagues. And uh, coming up this week at the ballpark, July 1st, is the 25th anniversary of the classic film, A League of Their Own. And the Cyclones are going to celebrate it with a League of Their Own night at the ballpark. And uh, they just announced that joining them for the celebration will be Megan Cavanaugh, who played Marla Hooch, and Tracy Reiner, who played Betty Spaghetti in the movie. They also are going to have real-life members of the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League team, Shirley Burke and Maybell Blair. So that's going to be a fun evening. That will be July the 1st. On July the 2nd, Marvel Superhero Day, and the first 2,000 fans into the ballpark get a Captain America bobblehead. So that's going to be a, a big packed crowd for that game. And on July the 3rd, of course, is fireworks. And then the... Um, Cyclones will hit the road for the big holiday, July 4th, 5th, and 6th. They'll be upstate playing the Tri-City Valley Cats. So this week, they will travel tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They will be in Maryland playing the Aberdeen Ironbirds. And again, come home to play the Connecticut Tigers. So go check it out. Those are the giveaways and and the theme games for this week. And I hope you'll check us out. And tune in again next week for another edition of the FeverCast. So uh, remember, until then, catch a fever, Cyclone Fever. Fever.